0: Once again, welcome to the Airport Experience News Podcast. I'm Ramon Lowe, the host and publisher of AXN. Thank you, as always, for listening. Our audience is growing, so I ask that you keep the momentum going and recommend this to friends, family, co-workers, really anyone who wants to listen to some really compelling people. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. Also, I announced this on the last episode, um, I'd love to field questions from listeners, and I got a couple in already since that episode aired. Um, You can send your questions in to Ramon, R-A-M-O-N, at airportxnews.com, and in the subject line just, you know, say podcast questions and I'll promise to get to them uh, in the following episode, or future episodes, I should say. Anyway, um, I already got a couple questions in, definitely stick around to the end of this interview to hear those questions and my responses. So this is episode 63, and if you've been listening for some time, you recognize that music. This is Ones to Watch. And here I feature Kate Webb, director of concessions for Tampa International Airport. We actually recorded this episode at the airport in one of the conference rooms during my visit to Tampa for the ACI conference. And the plan was to get a tour of all the new restaurants and stores, uh, both Landside and Airside at the airport. And after the interview, Kate was more than gracious enough to take me around. Um, Joe Lopano, Lori Noyes, and the whole team should really be proud of this program. The transformation is unbelievable. Um, You should really check out the airport. It's it's tremendous. Anyway, I was so excited to get to know Kate a little bit more Um, I really knew of her during her time at MSP and I always just assumed she was from Minneapolis uh, when in actuality She is a Georgia native. Well, she and I chat about her beginnings in the industry, which basically has led her to Tampa Anyway, here is my conversation with Kate Webb So I'm here with Kate Webb, the director of concessions for Tampa International Airport. Kate, thanks for taking the time to speak with me.
1: Welcome to Tampa, Ramon. Uh,
0: Yes, you know, well, you know, I drove up. I'm from South Florida, so I'm very well versed in the humidity.
1: (laughs) My hair's never been bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: that's cool. Is that a great thing? Because it's full-bodied now. It's
1: good. It's good. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, so I had this recurring series called Ones to Watch, and I go around and just kind of like interview various folks from uh, commercial management teams across the country. Um, and what I want to do is just really get to know more about them, or in this case, you, and just, you know, I want it to be fun and just talk about some of the things that maybe some folks might not know, how you got started, et cetera so with that uh i this is my always my lead question you know what brought you to airports because again i don't imagine as always people thinking i'm gonna go to school i'm gonna go work for an airport
1: did not so i'm graduated with my political science degree i started working for the governor of georgia i was doing federal grants and then i got married and i moved up to north georgia and i didn't have a job so i hopped over the line to chattanooga tennessee and i started working at the chattanooga airport and they taught me airports and I got to drive on the airfield and I learned about FBOs <laughs> and I—I I, it was just this new world. Um, and Never I, thought about it though, no, right? No, no, I just, I knew how to do contracts and RFPs and they didn't have anybody to do that. Um, Mike Langeth hired me and- Mike Langeth, okay. Yes, and he worked with me one whole week before he left for RDU. RDU. <laughs> and uh, so I always thank Mike for giving me that first into my airports. Uh, So I was there three years and just soaked up everything I possibly could and asked questions and and learned airports and then I had an opportunity to to move to Minneapolis and so I saw non-hub all the way to large hub and uh, Now I'm in Tampa. So I've I've kind of been where I needed to go and I've seen a few things
0: Is it one of those things where uh, this is the truth you start working for the airport you and you I'm sure you realize wow, this is a lot more and a lot deeper than even as a passenger would ever imagine.
1: Absolutely. I had no idea there were all these programs. (laughs) I didn't know what an ACDBE was. I thought the restaurant I saw was the same restaurant that was on the street. I didn't look at the things that I look at. Every time I pass through an airport now, I'm taking pictures. I'm... I'm looking at the advertising, I'm looking at the carpet, I'm looking in the restrooms, (laughs) I've turned into this this investigator every time I travel. And honestly, I book connections now through airports just so I can check out other airports. And people are like, wow, that's weird, but that's my business, that's my passion, that's my life. So it was sort of a lucky coincidence I ended Mm -hmm. up at Chattanooga. And uh, I I can't imagine not being in an airport now.
0: Yeah, because I came from outside the industries too. I was in commercial real estate, which is kind of similar. But um, again, I never—I can't think of another environment that is so dynamic because it's so constrained. I kind of—I kind of call it like the New York of the environment, you know, the um, traditional environments, right? If you can make it in an airport, you probably can make it almost anywhere.
1: Airports are amazing. You see the, the the same faces. You get to have those relationships. The networking is amazing. Yes. Once you get into the airport industry, you you don't leave. It's, it's like a fraternity or a sorority. It <laughs> it's an amazing place to be. It's so supportive.
0: So let's talk about your time here in Tampa. Um, I'd love for you to share, kind of like, uh, or let's say, let's open up to your career. You know, I want to. I'd love for you to share like a moment of learning where you've come up, come out better on the other side for it
1: so I learn every day yes um, we, we all do we all get to those good places um, you know here in Tampa I've learned how to to make sure that our guest experience is at the Zenith we try our best to find every possible moment that we can to connect with the community outside the airport as well as inside the airport and we are making some connections. Our program's brand new. We went from one master concessionaire, now we yes. have 10. Mm-hmm. And so I think having that experience of making sure both the airport staff and the concessionaire staff all feel supported and all feel like they're on the same team is very important and we're getting that stride. We've just launched our, our employee recognition program. We're, we're bringing forward into a lot of, a lot of new initiatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's it is just trying every to day,
0: learning something new,
1: making sure everybody feels like they're included and, and having that moment of uh, we're all in this together.
0: No, oh, Excellent. So I, I'm glad you mentioned, um, you know, the recognition programs, etc. cetera. Uh, would love for you to share a favorite moment or experience during your time here at Tampa.
1: So on August 20th, uh, August 20th, and it was my one year anniversary. here. Oh, congratulations. At Tampa. Thank you. Uh, so not only did we implode a parking garage at two <laughs> o'clock in the morning on the twentieth. Were you
0: there for that, by the way?
1: It was momentous. It was a <laughs> we had so much excitement and anxiety, and we had been planning and talking about and meeting about all these things for over a year since I'd been here, and to that one moment, and mm-hmm. then it was wow, we did this. Well, we went straight from that at 2 o'clock in the morning to we did a kickoff event for our employee recognition program. We had Michelle Falcon come down and talk to our 1,300 concessions employees. And we had four sessions and everyone was so excited. We didn't make it mandatory, but we really encouraged and folks showed up for it. Mm. It was really great. So the 20th, I don't know how I can top that next year on my, my second work anniversary <laughs> but you know, it was just amazing. And then I got to leave that evening to go to AMAC and, and just, mm. it was probably my favorite day that I've been here. It was so much going on. And we just, we had so many good wins that day.
0: I don't think as long as I've done this, podcast or even future ones i will ever hear watching uh parking garage (laughs) implode as being a cool favorite thing it
1: was really neat um you know it was in our planning and development department and our team was so prepared but our concessionaires had to be prepared as well because The garage was close to our hotel which is Mm -hmm. one of our contracts we have 24-hour concessionaires we had to make sure that the employees were in in their their safe spaces i mean there were a lot of moving pieces and everyone was just so amazing and and it was it was one of those community moments for the airport where it was like wow look what we did
0: (laughs) no i like that i like that because you know um I've only seen videos of things like that happening. I'm sure it was kind of like one of those, you plan and plan and plan. The, the, the plan lasted longer than probably the time it took for everything to come It was
1: eight seconds of, of glory, but we <laughs> talked about it for months. And you're like, right now, well, what? next. <laughs> now what do we
0: do? What do we do now? Um, no, that's, that, that's excellent. Um, so I'm, I wanna get to the part about mentors and whether we seek them out or they find us and we are usually the, the sum of our many experiences, but the many people who take the time to kind of work with us. And I'm sure it's not limited to just one person. Um, and I'm sure you have others. And you did mention how, uh, you mentioned the word supportive. And I'd like to think not just, I'm sure, Tampa and within your organization, but also within the industry, it's been pretty supportive. So I'd love for you to share who your mentors are and maybe some of the things that they may have uh, shared with you.
1: So I've had a couple of good mentors outside the industry, uh, but inside the industry, as I mentioned, Mike Langith hired me and April Cameron, who is the VP of finance in Chattanooga. Mm. I remember the first day she explained what a mag was and, you know, <laughs> not being in airports, that's not something that you know. That's true. And so she took 30 minutes and, and I remember asking questions like, wait, there's a minimum annual guarantee. And she said, right, and so it was this okay so i'm going to be the sponge that anything april says i'm gonna i'm gonna have mm-hmm. and she was very gracious and generous with her time and then as i've moved through i found in lori Noyes, this uh, amazing mentor uh, she's our vp of concessions and commercial parking here in tampa and she is this wealth of of knowledge and very gracious with her time she's a financial whiz yes. she's I, I haven't found anything she's not great at and so, again, I want to be that sponge, but then I also want to find folks in the industry that I can then help as well. So sure. um, we, we have some new folks who are coming into to Tampa and I've sought out and started having lunches with and, and trying to formalize and pay that forward as well. So, you know, I think that in the industry, there's so many people who are so willing to, to be that voice and that ear when you need to to talk and figure out okay this sounds okay but what do you think how Mm -hmm. are you guys doing it and and it's just this gracious environment where people are willing to share and you don't see that really in any other other industry
0: so you mentioned there's a couple uh, of folks that are here um you know within tpa that are new. i'm sure they maybe came out from from outside the industry uh probably a lot less seasoned than you are um I'm sure you probably paid forward in some way, whether formally or informally, in providing them some mentorship and guidance about this space.
1: You're right. We have a couple of folks that have recently joined the airport, and they're not in on my team. But I've mm-hmm. gone out and I've I've tried to find how can I pay that forward, and in an informal way, I've I've found two two ladies that are from outside the industry, but I want to to share the information that I have. So. We do lunches. We take walks. Uh, they come and ask questions. So I think it's really valuable to pay this forward. Um, we've got some amazing energy and new talent coming into the airport, yes. and I definitely want to make sure that I pay forward all the things that I've gotten over the years.
0: You know, I I've benefited from from things like that too, and it's not uh, as you're saying. It's not. Uh, it doesn't have to be a formal process. It could just be someone that you can call up on, or someone you might see is struggling, or. Whatever, I, I, even even within our company, I believe that uh, we all should kind of have an understanding of what each and every one of us does. I might not, if I was on your team, I might not be doing concessions. I might be in air service or something. But that doesn't mean I should be. It should mean that maybe I should be a little more informed of what how you might impact me. Because again, we're one. You guys are one big organism. So they might not be working concessions, or you want air service. But you guys are all very much linked
1: that's right that's right and we all have the commonality of the airport yes that's the beauty Mm -hmm. of it
0: yeah this is just it's a great environment um so just a couple of fun things now got all the (laughs) work stuff out the way okay love for you to share a favorite pastime because you it's not possible that you're just gonna say i love working working is great you love working here but there is time when you have to eventually go home
1: (laughs) it's true (laughs) Um, and so travel was always a passion and Mm -hmm. honestly one of the things was my favorite when I started working in Chattanooga was I had free parking because I would travel (laughs) every weekend and I was like wow this is amazing and so it not only helped me professionally in my airport career but it also helped me with my passion to travel Um, but here, you know, in Tampa, there's so many amazing things. We actually live over in Clearwater, and mm-hmm. they've got these great dog beaches. We have a rescue dog named Louie, and we like to Aww. take him out to the dog beach. He's really frightened of the water, but he loves the dogs. So we spend a lot of time outside at the beach. It's uh, definitely a departure from Minneapolis life, but uh, we love it.
0: So how often? Tell the truth. How often do you get to enjoy that? I mean, being on Clearwater is so it's easily accessible. I mean, it, it makes is. it easy to get there.
1: It is. Uh, we live on the bay, and we're six miles from the beach. So I cross the, the bay every morning, and it's this and I'm not joking, it's this ethereal moment every day when I come across the bridge and I'm driving toward the airport and I watch the sun rise up over the bay and I can see the planes taking off and the palm trees and I feel so lucky. Then on the way home, I get to cross the bay again I the and sunset. I see the sunset and I get to watch the planes landing at St. Pete across mm-hmm. the bay. So it's just this really, really beautiful, I've never had a more amazing commute. It's, It really is, it's, my, the highlight of my day.
0: That's excellent. So, uh, you know, one thing I, I'd love to ask is just uh, books, right? And it doesn't have, it could be books uh, about, uh, I don't want to say self-help, that sounds bad, but like, you know, for for, for professional improvement, self-improvement, that kind of thing, you know, um, it, just share, you know, maybe things that you've read that if you had to give something to your younger self or other younger folks here, say so you should really read this because this is, this Change my life or help improve me as a a professional, and it will do the same for you.
1: I'm an avid reader. I Mm -hmm. like to read professionally and for fun. Um, So, my favorite book that I probably would give to my younger self professionally, and I've reread it four or five times. It's called Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. Okay, he's the guy who started Zappos, and when he began Zappos and his culture. Was all about the the employee and all about team based and making sure that if your team's happy, your guests and your customers are going to be happy.
0: Trickles down
1: to the. Absolutely. Head. And everybody just wants to be happy. That's sure. the core of his culture. And, you know, I read it and I was inspired. And then the more I read it, the more I've. I, pick up other things
0: you so you've reread this constantly and I've bought it and
1: given it to other people Mm -hmm. and I I mean I've never been a Zappos customer but I'm so ingrained in this culture because I believe in what he says and his employees are loyal and his customers are happy and and he's cracked that code and Mm -hmm. so professionally I love that I have that all boats rise mentality. If, if we yes. take care of our people, they're going to take care of our guests. And, you know, that's what hospitality is. And that's what airports should be. We should be big hospitality companies. And I think that that's where we're going, is the concessions departments and teams. We understand that we need to take care of our folks. And so I love that. Personally, I'm reading um, Florida, a Florida state of mind and it's about the weird and wacky things of Florida. (laughs) And it's so much fun. It's everything from- A lot
0: of funny stories and things that you would- It's the
1: ubiquitous Florida man stories. It's the um, wiki wachi mermaids. It's all the fun things about my new state that I love. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I want to know everything that I possibly can about Florida.
0: Well, it's funny because um, I don't think it's a formal hashtag but i know on twitter there is a hashtag like that's it, that's so florida or so florida something like that but it has to do with tweets about of tweeting stories of almost ridiculousness like when you find an alligator in your pool right. or Something like that. And that, that happens. Yeah. Like, there was an alligator. In Did that? Re- Did that honestly shock you when you first wrote? I'm like this happens here?
1: Well, there was, you know, there was an alligator in a woman's kitchen in Clearwater. I yes. live in Clearwater, and that was shocking, <laughs> right? Like that's not okay. We didn't have alligators in Minneapolis.
0: <laughs> Did you talk to your husband? Say, you know, we need to get like extra locks. Well, or You know, we
1: live on a second floor, so okay, I'm thinking perfect, if they perfect. get up to the second floor, we have a bigger problem. <laughs>
0: No, it's true. But um, listen, that stuff isn't typical. But when it does happen, it's like, oh, that's so Florida. Right. Uh, Something like that. Um, And I have friends, um, you know, in other states, and they will say the same thing like, hey, man, is this? look what's happening. I'm like, okay, well, that's the ones in a, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. Do you get friends that say like, so did you? are you going to get an alligator in your kitchen like that woman?
1: People were scared. They really were. They were calling and texting. And I'm like, guys, it's okay. You know, we're on the second floor. We're safe. But, yeah, there's a lot of things in Florida that I have never experienced before, but I'm happy to learn.
0: So not to jinx things. I'm knocking on wood now. We just had a scare with Dorian, dodged yes. it, obviously. So you, that's one thing. You, it's not that you want to cross it off your list, but that's something you haven't really experienced either.
1: Correct. Um, so I've been in the proximity of hurricanes, but never in the path. And mm. um, last year, when I moved down, when Michael was coming up the coast, the day that Michael yes. hit mm-hmm. was the day my moving truck was supposed to arrive. And oh. so, you know, we we've now had two hurricane seasons where I've had this intense fear. But I've got my hurricane pack. I'm ready, right? If you stay ready, you never yes. got to get ready. Exactly. And so. Um, We don't ever want anything to to hit. No. Uh, Irma hit a couple of years ago, Tampa full on. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, uh, there was some devastation and the airport did close, but I think it also made us resilient. Now we understand what it takes and we were ready. I mean, we were having everyday phone calls and meetings here at the airport if we had to shut down if we had to, to like, like
0: a is it what they call it, the EOC like an emergency yes, operation center kind absolutely
1: of thing. and our concessionaires were amazing uh, we we know who's gonna be the 24-hour go-to's we know who's gonna be bringing the ice we know mm-hmm. so we've got this community built and everybody's ready to play their part and we've got the storm riders identified and the hotel we've got rooms and so it was this it was scary for me because it was my first real one. And then it was so comforting for me because all these folks have seen it, done it, and they know how to do it well. And yes. so they were ready and they were willing to stay behind just to take care of each other and our airport, which was kind of beautiful.
0: And and when I speak to other folks who are um, either in the West, actually specifically in California, and they say, wow, you know, how do you guys deal with this hurricane thing? It's, it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, it is crazy, but it's not like... An earthquake where it just happens out of thin air right. at least this thing is slow moving you, know you can it's coming. it's coming and you can prepare and get yourself organized but the other thing in your answer you know talk about your thoughts of like again the airport is such a huge and complex organism and when you're doing all that prep work you're having all these different departments coming in and say okay here's fire here, here's this or that concessions who's doing the ice who's doing the hotel um the coordination of all that must be amazing
1: so we have a department uh, and lloyd tillman runs our emergency resiliency and response and it was very mechanized so mm-hmm. his team they had us on in meetings at 2 30 every day even over, it was the holiday weekend we were doing call-ins i mean everyone got the same message we got our weather briefings every morning it was it was an abundance of communication and again it was scary because it was okay it's coming but it was calming because you knew that these folks mm-hmm. they had all of the information and they knew exactly what was going to to happen if the worst came for us now we didn't we didn't see that um, we didn't shut down but we had the plans in place if we need to shut down what what comes next? Sure. And Lloyd and his team—they were so amazing. I mean, our operations team, concessions at Tampa Falls, under operations, and John Tiliakis is our executive <sighs> vice president, mm-hmm. and he is on it. I mean, <laughs> he knows how to do it, when to do it, and and his team is just fierce.
0: That's that's great. Right. Um, my next question is just a little fun, little known fact that people might not know about you. Maybe it's just uh, <laughs> like. An odd hobby (laughs) let's say
1: so I'm gonna go back to uh, what my passion was my Mm. passion was travel and before I was before I was married uh, here's my little known fact do you know the song the Johnny Cash song I've been everywhere no no no. so there's a Johnny Cash song from forever ago where Mm -hmm. he starts listing off all of these places he's been okay and I took the list when I was young and silly and I said, I'm going to go to all these places so that I can say I've been everywhere.
0: And how many places were on the list?
1: I, I would have to go back and count, but it's ridiculous numbers. And so that's why I was traveling oh, okay. every weekend because <laughs> I needed to mark all these things off of this <laughs> silly list that I decided that, okay, I'm going to go everywhere because that's what Johnny Cash says everywhere is. So I have been literally everywhere.
0: So what? how far out? Like, What are some of the places actually?
1: So um, he... Tampa's one of them, which is weird because that was done, <laughs> right? Um, Foreshadowing, right? Way. Um, it's places like Kalamazoo and um, Bemidji. and... Where's Bemidji? It's in Minnesota. Okay. And, um, <laughs> Check. right? Um, I'm trying to think. There's. La Paloma and Amarillo, I mean, just it's in Texas. Yes. Okay. So it's it's some places in Alaska, some places. I mean, it's it literally is all over the that country. That far? Okay. Got and it, it was uh, it was this thing one day. Uh, I was just on the spur of the moment. I was like, I'm gonna do this too, and uh, so I did.
0: How, what percentage do you think have you gotten done on that list? Oh,
1: like? I'm done.
0: Oh, you are done. I'm totally done. Whoa, are you
1: right. really? Yes, because I wanted to say I had been everywhere.
0: I'm, you know, I'm gonna have, when we're done here, I'm gonna have to Google Please, the yeah. song and the lyrics actually. So you and I are gonna sit here and like one, two, three, and count, okay. and see. <laughs> there might I'm not gonna say there's an amendment I'm, I'm not saying I don't believe you but there could be an amendment to the, okay. you know, to the pod that says you know well Kate said there were 50 places and she really got 48 but still that's amazing though.
1: I had this sad that's little cool. piece of paper I printed off when I was working in Atlanta mm-hmm. and every weekend when I would come back it wasn't every weekend I traveled but every weekend that I traveled I would come back to my office and I would mark it off my list
0: was it to actually just touch ground or were you like actually you know I'm gonna go see what's going on here in Emmerlin it was a little or, of
1: both okay um So some of it was just an in and out, but some Mm -hmm. of it was I went exploring. I went to the Redneck Fishing Tournament in Bath, Illinois, for no other reason than I was in Bath, Illinois, and that's what they do there. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just some really random and silly things, but fun. And travel was the, the heart of it. I wanted to go see different places. Well,
0: I, I, I am so now interested about that list and just are looking up the song and looking up that list because that's, 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 that's great. <laughs> so okay, this has been great. My, my last question for you is um, not necessarily talking to your younger self again, but maybe any other folks, that you, younger folks in, in college that you might come across because again when we started this conversation, we, we agreed the airport isn't exactly the first thing you come out of school like, I want to go work at the airport. And even people still relate working for an airport as working for, like, a carrier, right? Right? They don't know all the cool, different jobs that people hold here. So if you had to, in some ways, promote or educate younger folks on a career within the space, you know, what would it be like? Like, not not necessarily, like, you can do this, 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 but how would you sell it, I guess, in some ways, the excitement and the, the, the cool things that you see around?
1: So, in airports, you can do anything. You know, people say airports are small cities, and it's true. But my team recently, we even went a little outside of what normal airports do normally. We designed a vegan leather bag that we're donating to okay. Fashion Week later this mm-hmm. week. We're hosting the Fashion Week, Tampa Bay Fashion Week kickoff. So, we had designers, and that's not something you typically think of in an airport. We now have our own spirit of flight cocktail for the airport. Mixologists, that's not really something you traditionally associate with an airport. So really, you can do anything. You can do everything from finance to executive leadership to air service development to hospitality to to the police and the fire. I mean, there literally is something for everyone if you're interested in being in this industry. And that's what's so amazing is there's a place for everybody.
0: Because then you, again, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I'll say it anyway, it's, we all see just the 10% that's sticking above the water. Right. Right? Right. There's so much more, like, I'm sure when we walk the the, the airport later, there's probably, like, an underground Disney world of, that you that there people is. are just not aware of There
1: is. we have a, an aquarium that's yes. a part of one of mm-hmm. our, our restaurants that was built on the show tanked no one understands the mechanics underneath the floor that make that aquarium so beautiful for all of our guests to see but somebody has to come in I mean we even have folks that are doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so really anything that you can think of to do there's probably a place for you in an airport Excellent.
0: Well, Kate, this has been fun. Um, I want to say uh, thanks for taking the time to speak with me, and I'm ending the podcast now so we can you and I can Google and find that Let's list because I'm really interested in it. I'm but glad. But thanks you again, came,
1: Ramon. Thanks.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Kate Webb of Tampa International Airport in this episode of Ones to Watch. Um, please definitely uh, go back and listen to the series. You'll get to know uh, a lot of. Uh, Maybe not say new, but emerging faces and names in this industry uh, that you should really be on the look for. I, I spoke with David Shaw of Indianapolis, Demetra Weidman of Atlanta, uh, Isabella Rahawi of MSP, Kylie Sfung of Las Vegas, uh, McCarron, let's see who else. Obviously, Devin Judd of MWA, and of course, now Kate Webb. I have a rather full slate uh, of airport professionals lined up in the coming months, so definitely keep an ear out for uh, those episodes. So, As I teased uh, earlier in this episode, um, I solicited, I guess, all you listeners for questions um, on the pod. Just ask me pretty much anything. And (laughs) the first person to reply rather quickly was Eric Friedman from Louis Armstrong, New Orleans International Airport. Eric, thank you so much for submitting the questions. Anyway, so the first question from Eric is... (laughs) <laughs> one I get a lot. Uh, where was the best meal at an airport that you had? Now, um, sad to say, I have not visited every airport, but when I do get to visit an airport, um, I really, really make it a point to number one line up a tour with the team there, just to obviously check out the program and learn a little bit more, and it's and it's a great way to kind of get to know not just the team but like how the airport works because again, you've seen one airport, you've seen one airport um and two i usually say hey uh, pick up pick a restaurant or or something that we can go to and and let's check it out my answer to this i have two answers actually one is a restaurant that surprised me and two a restaurant that i do enjoy um because i've eaten there uh, multiple times so the first one the airport uh, the restaurant that surprised me i was in toronto pearson international airport about four, four or five years ago um, with, and, and I took a tour uh, of the airport with uh, Suzanne and Giovanna and, and Joey um, there at GTAA and they took me around, uh, showed me the airport. It, it was phenomenal getting to see a different side of Pearson. They asked me where would you like to eat? I said, I'll eat anything, and they chose uh, Susser Lee's, uh, Lee's Kitchen, I believe it's called. Anyway, um, we decided to go. It was a dim sum meal. And let me say, I've had dim sum in, in, in various Chinatowns throughout the country and uh, I don't want to say I'm a snob, but it was it was legit. I really, really enjoyed the food. We ate a lot. <laughs> and it was, it was, I have to say, it was um, very authentic. It, it, it rivals really anything that I, you can get on the street. So kudos to um, Chef Susser Lee and Lee's Kitchen there at the airport. Um, So the other answer to this question is one that really, not that surprised me, one that I go to a lot. And thankfully, it is somewhat in my backyard. It is Casavana in Fort Lauderdale at Terminal 4 at Fort Lauderdale-Hollywood International Airport. And every time we get a new member to the AXN team, um, I always line up a tour. And since Fort Lauderdale is relatively close by, we go and tour Fort Lauderdale. Uh, with Yasme, David, uh, Leanne, Michael and the team, and they're always gracious to kind of take me around, or take us around, I should say. And, um, and I've gone there several times now, and uh, I keep going back to Casavana. It, it's, it's pretty authentic, it's great. Uh, there are other great uh, dining options, but this is one that I'm always uh, taken back to. And I think one of the things that's really cool about Cassavanna is aside from its authenticity, um, is that, again, looking at the back of the house, it's a huge, huge kitchen that supports three, uh, probably th- three other um, concepts in that terminal. But um, it's great, uh, sometimes you get the cumin sandwich, sometimes you get the fr- fried pork chunks, um, which is always great, um, always the congee and, and, and the plantains and stuff like that. Um, never been disappointed with a meal there. So that's the first question from Eric. So the second question from Eric Uh, What are concessionaires doing to make their jobs more attractive in order to compete with their street side counterparts? And I know Eric, he's probably referring to uh, the food side. Well, it's funny because I do get this question. um, I've gotten this question a couple times, and it's usually when I'm wearing my Airport Revenue News shirt and I'm at some QSR on the street side and someone just strikes up a conversation with me and say, oh, airport revenue, what is that about? I kind of explain to them a little bit, and their, obviously, next question is, well, what's it like to work in an airport for, you know, restaurant X? And I'm actually pretty, pretty, really truthful with them. You know, it's not mince words. It's, it's not an easy environment. Uh, the challenge is, like everyone here knows that's listening, is getting them to decide to come work at an airport which is not right around the corner from their home, that they have to get up early in the morning for, that then they have to leave for home from late at night. And as opposed to just choosing a comparable QSR or an identical branded QSR, that's literally right around the street from, right around the corner from their home. And that's a challenge. Um, Not an easy answer um, uh, for this question. I know that labor is uh, continues to be a big uh, hot-button op- uh, topic in this industry, and it is a topic that I plan on covering in a future episode of the podcast, but for me, if it was considering on the food side, my opinion, as we all know, um, airports are not an easy environment. Uh, it's a very constrained environment. You don't have the benefit of a full kitchen. You don't have a easy access to your ingredients. You don't have... Um, you know, access to a full slate of equipment, yada, 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 and yet you're expected to put out a phenomenal meal. And concessionaires, restaurateurs specifically, are able to do that and very successfully able to do that. So, what is the appeal? How do you make it sexier? Well, I believe that the airport can be sort of like a test kitchen. I think in some places, in some ways, it can be because it forces you to be creative, it forces you to learn almost uh, differently than maybe what you might learn either in school or from the from the street side etc and obviously then there's a difficulty aspect of it where if you go in one end you go through the fire of um of this really really tough environment you come out on the other side much stronger so really i think the creativity that can come from an airport environment again Just look at the food programs throughout the country, they're they're, they're elevating, right? And also just um, being hardened in being able to work and pump out such, um, you know, amazing types of food and uh, a huge amount of food in such a huge blocks of time. Don't know if that's going to be the answer. Uh, That is my answer. That's my suggestion. If anyone does have a better answer than that one, definitely would love to hear from it. Anyway, thank you, Eric, again, for sending in uh, those questions. I do have a couple other questions that I'm not going to be able to get today, or tonight, sorry, as I record this, but I promise to get to them in the next episode. So once again, if you would like to submit questions to me, you can email them at Ramon, R-A-M-O-N, at airportxnews.com. I promise to uh, get to them and read them and hopefully address them in subsequent episodes. So once again, thank you for listening, and until next time, take care.